And we bring in an old friend, Robert Heller, who was a former governor of the Federal Reserve. He was a Reagan appointee, which is a wonderful thing. That means he's almost as old as I am. <laughs> he's former president and CEO of Visa. And um, he's still doing some commentary and some, and some TV work. First of all, Bob Heller, it's a great pleasure. How are you? Absolutely great. How are you, Larry? I'm pretty good for an old guy, you know, hanging right in there. Let's just jump right into this. So uh, we got a doubling of the gas prices uh, right now. We got an 8 to 10% inflation rate right now. Mistakes, very bad mistakes were made in fiscal policy and monetary policy in the last couple of years. I'm looking at an article, Bob, uh, from Real Clear Markets. It will probably take a recession to tame inflation. And it's written by a couple of bankers. Probably take a recession to tame inflation. Now, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to see the middle class, which is already getting hurt so badly by high inflation and gas prices and food prices. But Robert Heller, is that what this is going to lead to? The Fed is just going to have to tighten and tighten until they get a recession? I'm afraid I agree. Uh, the inflation is really becoming embedded now in the economy, and there's clearly more to come. If you look at the very high housing price increases, they haven't fed through yet to rental prices. The wages haven't uh, turned positive in real terms. So clearly there's more inflation to come. Uh, Monetary policy has been excessively loose. And uh, we've got to get to a restrictive monetary policy, not just a little bit less put on the gas pedal. So uh, I agree with uh, what you said. There's all likelihood going to be a recession. Um, you were a governor with Manley Johnson and Wayne Angel, other Reagan appointees, other great friends of ours. Um, Wayne not feeling so good. Manley's fine thankfully. Um, You guys brought in a new model or revived an old model. You like to look at market prices, uh, including commodity prices or commodity index prices, uh, as a forecasting tool, whether inflation expectations are going up or down. That seems to, you know, that, that approach that you guys did, which was so effective for, you know, 10 years, I'm going to say, the mid-80s to the mid-90s. The Fed has lost that, haven't they, Robert Heller? They don't seem to look at that. Those warning signs were there last year, and the Fed ignored them. Absolutely. Think about it. Inflation working through the economy almost like a snake that has swallowed a rabbit. Mm. Uh, you can see the rabbit moving through the snake, and the same thing happens with prices. First, uh, let's not forget money is the cause of all price increases. The Federal Reserve increased the money supply in 20 and 21 by well over 20% each year, and that uh, presented the, the firewood basically to ignite the current inflation. And then we saw it first in uh, commodity prices. We saw it in the stock market. We saw it in the housing market uh, going up. From the commodity prices, it moves into producer prices. From producer prices into uh, consumer prices. And that's what we are seeing now. And eventually it will be really in 
wages as well. That's the end of the inflationary process then. Mm. So from commodities to producer prices to uh, consumer prices to wages, that's the long chain that uh, inflation has to work itself through. If they had looked at the commodity price rule, Bob Heller, I think they would have seen last year at least that they should have been taking, you know, actions, but they didn't. They kept expanding their portfolio, buying bonds, injecting cash. In other words, there it seems to me there's I, I don't even know. They're they're not even on the Phillips curve anymore. I mean, I the Fed is so powerful, but I don't know what they're doing. And, you know, your points here how this thing's going to play out. I mean, does Jay Powell understand that? Does Lael Brainerd understand that? Does the current Federal Reserve understand this? Well, I think monetary policy comes down to one thing, and that is money. Hmm. The word money is never mentioned in any FOMC statement for over a year and a half now, and probably more. I only Hmm. looked at a year and a half. Not once the word money is mentioned. That's crazy. So uh, then you talked about bond buying. Who in the world would want to buy mortgage-backed securities when we have an absolute boom in the housing market? Mm. Uh, That's a market that certainly didn't need any support, any stretch of the imagination. So uh, I think, yes, there were a lot of mistakes made, and I think some people are finally acknowledging that there were mistakes. Let me um, go to a second point here, Fed authority, power, governance. Um, I was talking to Judy Shelton, and you emailed in. You know, Judy's very much opposed to the Fed's increasing its powers, but they have. Um, They're going to be the decisive factor. You're right about that. I mean, and it probably is going to lead to a recession. But this Fed seems to be more concerned about woke stuff, you know, climate change, um, income inequality, uh, you know, equal distribution of income, and then, of course, um, various what's called social justice issues. I mean, this Fed, which is supposed to be watching price stability and employment, I think they're watching a lot of non-inflationary things. They're more powerful, but they're modeling uh, again. You know, they're they're not aiming for price stability. Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, they've forgotten about the congressional mandate uh, to provide for stable prices, and instead they're taking on all kinds of other uh, talking points. And you know, the Fed has only one tool, uh, basically, and uh, they should apply it to the inflationary issues rather than trying to solve all societal issues that are around Mm. that they really cannot do anything about. Mm. What did you make of the meeting in the Oval Office between Biden, Yellen, and uh, Jay Powell? Well, I wasn't there. I don't know what was being said. (laughs) Uh, It it was probably a tense meeting. Uh, You know, the president says, afterwards that he doesn't want to push the Fed. He doesn't want to influence the Federal Reserve. But, uh, you know, so what it was, what was it all about? Clearly, there's got to be some communication between Treasury and the Federal Reserve, and that has always taken place 
There always have been meetings with the administration and the Federal Reserve so that they just know what the other side is doing, what they're planning to do. But uh, uh, I, the one thing I really appreciate about the meeting, I must say, though, uh, thinking back again about the Reagan days, when Volcker tightened up on the economy uh, and tightened up monetary policy, he totally had President Reagan's backing. Mm. And Reagan hadn't appointed him. It was Carter who appointed Volcker. Mm. And uh, Reagan, you know, gave him his full support. Mm. And if Biden is giving him uh, to power, is giving power the full support now that he can muster, I think that would be a very, very good thing so that there's uniformity of purpose in the in the government. Do you think... Coming back to our beginning point, it will probably take a recession to tame inflation, which neither of us want, by the by. I know that. We don't, we don't know. I mean, me, look, Bob, we should be deregulating energy and business right now in industry. We should be cutting tax rates the way Reagan did uh, and Trump did, for example. At least that might mitigate the, the restrictiveness of the Fed. But they're not doing that. They're not going to do that. So... Do you think Jay Powell understands that there's a big, big in recession risk? Because he doesn't say it publicly. Um, and there's this idea that they can conquer inflation, but they'll keep the unemployment rate at three and a half percent. I mean, that's pretty far fetched. He would have to be extremely lucky. But you're right. The best thing the government can do right now is follow your old advice. Remember, drill, baby, drill. Yep, yep. Uh, if you would take only the restrictions uh, of the uh, oil and gas industry, we wouldn't see $6-plus uh, gas uh, prices here in California. Uh, gas prices would come down pretty rapidly because we can supply more than all the oil that we need uh, to run this country. So there are things that the administration could do, but they are not willing to do it. Uh, I just saw today, you know, for instance, the ethanol requirements uh, will be increased for next year. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it, it will also hurt the food food shortage that a lot of people are worrying about. Yeah. If we use the, the corn in order to produce more gasoline, then you don't have it to eat. Well, that's a great point. You know, I got to focus on that on the, on the TV show. You're absolutely right. The corn lobby always wins, Bob Heller. I learned that the hard way when I was running NEC for Trump. The corn lobby always wins, and it's going to go to gasoline. Uh, and they get a lot of tax credits along with it, and that's it doesn't that it leaves less corn, less production corn going to consumers who would like to eat it at lower prices, not higher prices. A great point. Anyway, we'll leave it there. Uh, Robert Heller, thank you ever so much.